This show is sponsored by Transoceanic Flight, proud makers of Jetlag. Jetlag, ask for it by name at your local international airport. <laughs> I, t- I flew in from London yesterday and I'm still a little discombobulated by Jetlag. If I say something during the show that doesn't make sense, be sure to point it out to me by writing to Jeff at atccommunication.com. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Radar Contact, the audio show that teaches pilots how to speak professionally and with confidence to air traffic control. If you have avoided contact with air traffic control because you just didn't know what to say or didn't know how to say it, Radar Contact is going to change the way you fly and communicate. And now here's your host, airline pilot, author, and host of ATCCommunication.com, Jeff Canarish. Hello and welcome to another edition of Radar Contact. I'm glad you can spend a few minutes with me. I don't know if you spend a lot of time watching TV. If you're like me, you simply don't have a lot of time to sit in front of the tube. There are a few shows on TV that I enjoy. In particular, I enjoy watching that show, Airplane Repo. Have you seen that show? If not, you can guess what it is by the title, Airplane Repo. In any case... This show is more about the process of repossessing aircraft, and there's very little emphasis placed on actual flying of those aircraft once they are repossessed. Even so, when the show does spend any time showing the repo team flying an aircraft, invariably the producer of the show dumbs down the content for the viewing audience. There was one instance, I remember, in which Some pilots were flying a Cessna caravan, and they were landing at an uncontrolled airfield with a grass landing strip. Well, because the general public probably doesn't know much, if if anything, about how uncontrolled airports operate, the producers had the editor dub in a fake radio call from a non-existent tower. The radio call was cleared to land, which you and I know is not part of operations at an uncontrolled airport. Well... Okay, I get it. The producer was fulfilling an expectation with the fake radio transmission, but here's something I don't get. In another episode of Airplane Repo, a highly experienced pilot was taking a business jet into an uncontrolled airfield. As the pilot was approaching the airport, he keyed the microphone and transmitted, Any traffic in the area? Please advise. Well, here's a direct quote from the Aeronautical Information Manual, comes out of Chapter 4, Paragraph G, Item Number 1, and it says, Pilots stating, Traffic in the area, please advise, is not a recognized self-announced position and or intention phrase and should not be used under any condition. Let's talk about that for a moment because you might be thinking, what's the big deal? If another pilot tells you he is in the traffic pattern or advises you about the other aircraft in the airport pattern, how could that possibly hurt anyone? I don't think there's a great potential for harm if another pilot gives you an update on his or her position in the traffic pattern, if you ask. Let's say you're established in an uncontrolled airport pattern, and you hear someone else say on the radio, Traffic in the area? Please advise. You may reply, for example, Cessna 9130 Delta is right base for Runway 3, Hometown Airport. 
In this case, all you are really doing is the equivalent of responding to a say again request on the radio. You're repeating your self-announced position uh, report in, a re in response to requests. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Here's where the problem begins. If you are an, in an aircraft inbound to an uncontrolled airport and you say, any traffic in the area, please advise, and you hear this, this is Piper 732 Foxtrot Uniform. I believe there are two aircraft in the pattern with one possibly turning final and one taking off. I'm asking you now, is that reliable information? Who knows? You can't be sure. The FAA certainly doesn't support the practice. I mean, there's no misunderstanding the phrase, traffic in the area, please advised, should not be used under any condition. Here's why I think making the radio call traffic in the area, please advise, is actually kind of brain dead. And you don't necessarily have to agree with me on this. It's just my opinion. What are pilots required to do when operating in an uncontrolled airport traffic pattern? They are required to self-announce their position as they progress around the air traffic pattern, right? So guess what? If everyone is following the rules... All a pilot inbound to the airport has to do is listen. Pilots advise their positions by rule. You do not need to have to ask for that information. If you hear hometown traffic Cessna 9130 Delta turning downwind runway 3 hometown, and you hear hometown traffic Beechcraft 552 Golf Yankee turning final runway 3 hometown, guess what? Other traffic in the area have advised you of the situation without your asking for it. Well, if you're inbound to hometown airport and the radio has been dead silent for the last five minutes, chances are the airport pattern is either empty or there's a pilot operating the pattern without a radio, in which case asking him to advise you is going to fall on deaf ears anyways. But what if there's a pilot in the pattern who lacks the discipline to make position reports in a timely manner? Do you really believe that asking that idiot to advise you about his position is going to produce information you can count on? I wouldn't bet on it. Let's take this a step further. Some pilots have written to me and said, I've heard pilots in an uncontrolled traffic pattern coordinate their movements with each other. Is that okay? I think any radio call that enhances safety is a good one, but the key is the radio call has to enhance safety, not compromise it. Pilot-to-pilot -pilot radio communication works best when each pilot shares his intentions, not when each pilot tries to tell the other what to do. For example, let's say you're inbound for an uncontrolled airport pattern and you're about one mile from the midfield downwind entry point for that pattern, standard pattern entry entering at that 45 to downwind. As you're about to make a radio call announcing your in entry into the downwind, you see and hear another airplane turning onto the downwind leg. You can clearly see you're going to enter the downwind leg just slightly ahead of the airplane already established in the pattern. Essentially, if you continue on your current path, you're going to cut the other guy off if neither of you takes action. So what are your options? If you're a fighter pilot and believe that nose position is everything, then you might think it's okay to cut the other guy off. Obviously, in civil aviation, this line of thinking is wrong, and apologies to my fellow fighter pilots. I suppose you could direct the other pilot to yield, but again, 
Not only is this the wrong approach, you are not authorized to control traffic from your airplane. Your best and really only option is to abandon your entry into downwind and make a self-announcement on the radio. For example, hometown traffic, Cessna 9130 Delta, is one mile to the east, making a right 360 for spacing. Now, let's put you in that other airplane. Turning from crosswind to downwind, when you see the other airplane one mile east of the airport heading for the midfield downwind entry point. Makes sense? You're in the other airplane, you see the other guy trying to enter downwind. If it looks like that pilot is going to continue to enter the pattern, he will cut you off. In this case, should you direct him to break off his entry? Again, the answer is no, because again, you are not authorized to play air traffic controller. If the other guy does not yield in a timely manner, even though he should, then you yield and announce your intentions on the radio. Hometown traffic, Piper 452 Whiskey Zulu departing the pattern to the east from crosswind. Perform your breakout of the pattern and then re-enter the midfield downwind. And then, after you've landed and you and the other pilot are in the FBO paying for your avgas, then give that other pilot a lesson in flight etiquette. Don't do it on the radio. Radio communication in an uncontrolled airport pattern is all about self-announcing your position and your intentions. The how-to guide is in the Aeronautical Information Manual, Chapter 4, Paragraph H, titled Unicom Communication Procedures. If anything in that section of the AIM does not make sense to you, give me a shout at jeff at atccommunication.com. I'd love to hash it out with you. As I said at the top of the show, I just got back from a trip to London, and I have to say, so far, I'm very impressed with the air traffic controllers who handle the traffic in Western Europe. I was concerned that I might have trouble understanding the accents of controllers at various agencies I used, but all in all, the voices were extremely clear and easy to understand. The air traffic control procedures used by the ICAO nations, or IKO, And by the way, IKO is the International Civil Aeronautical Organization that sets the standard for air traffic management throughout the world. The IKO procedures were straightforward and not at all that different from the procedures we hear in the United States. And that makes sense because the FAA bases their procedures on the IKO documents. The radio terminology had a few minor differences from U.S. terminology, and I pointed some of those out recently on Twitter. For example, when a controller in Europe assigns a flight level to your aircraft that ends with two zeros, such as flight level 100 or flight level 200, they will say, for example, climb and maintain flight level 100 or descend and maintain flight level 200. That caught me a bit off guard. If you're familiar with flight levels in the United States, you know that the standard transition altitude where you go from altitudes expressed in thousands of feet to altitudes expressed as flight levels, almost always begins at 18,000 feet. 16,000, 17,000, and then when you hit 18,000, you begin to say at 180, and then higher would be 190, 200, and so on. There is some variation when the local altimeter goes below a certain pressure level, but that's not important for this conversation. Anyways, in other countries, including all of Europe, 
the transition altitude where you switch from altitudes expressed in the thousands to altitudes expressed in flight levels varies from country to country. By the way, at the beginning of this segment, I said I had been writing a little bit about ATC procedures on Twitter. If you haven't already done so, you can follow me on Twitter at ATC underscore Jeff. That's ATC underscore J-E-F-F. Or you can use the handy Twitter button in the upper right-hand corner of any page at ATCcommunication.com. That will link you directly to my Twitter feed. My Twitter feed is almost all about ATC communication procedures and techniques. There are also announcements about upcoming articles and audio shows at ATCcommunication.com. My last series of tweets about ATC heading assignments and readbacks drew several comments from air traffic controllers on Twitter. So, if you follow me on Twitter as an added bonus, you'll also get to hear what's on the minds of air traffic controllers who are out there executing the procedures we talk about every day. By the way, I don't use my Twitter feed for anything off the topic of flying, so you should find it pretty useful. Well, okay, there was that one tweet about how stupid the Airbus A330 looks. But that's it. As you know, I've been working on a speech recognition routine for the aircraft radio simulator. The goal is to bring you a simulator you can speak to as though you are talking to an actual air traffic controller who listens to your requests and to your readbacks. Only, obviously, the whole thing is in a simulation. There really will be no person at the other end. It's just a computer program. And I felt like I was getting real close to a real solution for you until I ran some early tests on the program. Let me say this. Speech recognition is still in its infancy. I know it's been around for a number of years, but it's not a polished act. It's prone to error, especially if you tend to not speak very clearly. Also, the speech recognition routine I'm using is not tuned specifically for ATC phraseology. It sometimes misinterprets phrases it's not familiar with. And, as you know, there are a lot of phrases in air traffic control that have nothing to do with everyday English, so the program struggles at times. But, throwing caution to the wind, I thought you deserve a chance to try the speech recognition piece of the simulation to see what you think of it. If nothing else, maybe we can both learn a little bit from your experiences. Now, before you get too excited about the prospect of trying out the simulation, a few words of caution. First, this test module, and I'll tell you how to access it in a moment, this test module is only an experiment in speech recognition. It is not designed to teach you a thing about communicating with air traffic control. The controls you will be using to run the simulation are extremely basic. What you will see has almost nothing to do with the final appearance of the aircraft radio simulator. Also, if you like to manage all of your media on an iPad or an iPhone, this test module works on neither of those. In fact, it will only work on a desktop or a laptop computer using the latest version of the Chrome web browser. I repeat, this simulation will only work on the Chrome web browser for a laptop or a desktop and no other web browser or platform will run it. Finally, if I haven't already dragged the whole thing down enough, the simulation is only one series of radio exchanges between you and one ground controller 
and one tower controller. It's very linear and will only respond correctly to specific requests and readbacks. I have published a specific script of words for you to use in order to have success with the simulation. Oh, and just to prove this speech recognition program really does work, I'll have a short video you can link to at the test page that shows me working my way through the test in real time. Okay, here's how to try out the test module. Go to this web address. Are you ready? I'll wait a second if you want to get a pen and paper. atcpractice.com forward slash web audio 3, that's all one word, web audio 3 dot html, atcpractice.com forward slash web audio 3 dot html. And if you didn't copy that, as I said it, that's okay. I have a link to the test module in the show notes for this show at atccommunication.com. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, go to atccommunication.com and click on the tab Radar Contact Show. There you'll see a listing for this show, and if you scroll down to the show notes, you'll see a link to the test module. At this point, I believe I'll only have the test module line line for about a month after the original air date of this show. So if the link is no longer present in the show notes by the time you hear this, it means I've taken the test module offline. Last point before we move on to your question of the week. The whole point of making this test module available to you is so you can give me feedback on how it worked for you. To help you do that, you will see a three-question survey pop up at the end of the test module. The survey should take you all of 30 seconds to complete. It will ask you some very basic information about your test results that will help me move forward with this project. So please, do me the kind favor of using those 30 seconds to tell me what happened, okay? Thank you, and good luck. And now, let's get to your question of the week. You have just completed your engine run-up near the runway at an uncontrolled airport. You are holding short of the only runway for hometown airport. This airport has a published left traffic pattern for runway 2, and you are facing the left downwind as you prepare to enter the runway. Just as you are about to advance the throttle of your aircraft to take the runway, you hear someone key their microphone and say on Unicom... Star 304 Uniform Mike, base leg, runway 2, hometown. You scan the base leg and see nothing. You check the final approach path and see nothing. You check the downwind leg and see nothing. Here's your question. Remembering there is only one runway at this airport, what would you do at this point? When you think you know the answer to that question, Go to the link atccommunication.com forward slash answers. There you'll find a complete answer along with a full explanation of how that answer was derived. Music for the show is provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com on a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you're flying this week, I hope you have a great time and beautiful weather. As for me, well, I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) Hopefully, when I wake up, I'll be back in the Eastern Time Zone. I'm Jeff Canarish for atccommunication.com saying be well, keep in touch, and fly safe.